passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Chance Q with myself, Coach JB and Sean Salisbury. We will not talk over the amateur or under the expert. It's not only the X's and O's, but it's about the Jimmy's and Joe's. And it's not just quarterbacks. We got all the positions teaching, coaching, laughing, and joking. We're using football terminology so we can get through this faster than we we don't want to use these long terms, coach. We don't we got quick verbiage to get to the point. Last chance cute with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. What up, what up, what up, what up, Sean? Uh, we're back for another edition of Last Chance Q on this fine Monday. Um Give you a few announcements real quick before we get going here, Sean. Um, I'm glad Sean's here with us over the weekend. He didn't uh, drink too much or smoke too many cigars. Um, I can't say the same, but we're here. Um, I got to make an announcement. This will be the only show of the week. Sean and I are going to get together. We're going to create a show um, platform and uh, format so we can begin – um, as we get closer to the season and so on and so forth. And so we're going to do this show, talk about the draft, and then we will be back most likely next week, full go, and we'll figure out a schedule so we can post it, get it to you guys. And uh, so it's the best show uh, that we can give you guys. So we appreciate all of that. Uh, we will be on Patreon as well. That's why we're doing this on YouTube so you guys can see kind of what we're doing. But we will be on Patreon full go, so become a member of Patreon as you'll get exclusive Chalk Talk Breakdown, um, Coaching 101, plus NFL Film, College Quarterback Play, and we will be breaking down high school players and college players uh, with our segment, The Eye on the Sky, Don't Lie. Um, and Sean has some great, great uh, you know, quotes in that, in that segment. Poof, the Magic Dragon is just one of them. Um, 
Sean, it's good to be back. Uh, what's going on? A uh, lot going on over the weekend. We did a great show Thursday. We had uh, thanks to Eric Weddle and Matt McChesney and Braden Fajoko. Uh, Braden's little brother got drafted by the Dallas Cowboys over the weekend. Um, it's a good so, good weekend and a good week in the Fajoko household. Good for them. No question. Uh, my great Uso family. Um, so what's going on, Sean? What do you? What do you? What do you? Let, let's get into breaking news here, real quick. I got to break some news here. Uh, a buddy of mine told me this story. You may have heard it by now. Coach Gannon is that his name? Uh, the Arizona Cardinal head coach, Jonathan Gannon, right? Yeah, Jonathan Gannon of uh, the Arizona Cardinals head coach, and he was with Philly, correct? Last year, defensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator. Let me ask you, before I even give you what the breaking news subject topic is, because I would love to hear your take, let me let me get a question. We broke down the Eagles-Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl the day after the Super Bowl, didn't we? We did. And we, we said, damn, the Eagles defense looks bad. Like, why are they lined up like this? Why are they doing that? Why aren't they putting them – why aren't they mugging Kelsey at the line of scrimmage? Why aren't they bracketing Kelsey, which we said they should have done weeks prior? Then we watched the film, and it is just free-for-all. That They were misaligned. You and I were actually absolutely shocked. Well, They were not sound, JB, in their alignment. Unsound, they were not yes. sound, yes. Here it is. Rumors are that now there's tampering charges about to be filed that Mr. Coach Gannon, Coach Gannon, was obviously already taking the job and not invested in the Eagles game planning for an entire week and a half leading up to the Super Bowl. And now the Eagles front office, Coach Sirianni and others are highly, highly fucking irate. That is what's coming out of a close source of mine. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, Sean, but you and I broke that film down and we were like, dude, this doesn't look fucking sound at all. What do you take from hearing that news? Well, I'm, I'm gonna, I trust you and your source. Trust, trust me. I do. I could tell you this. If this is true, if I'm Nick Sirianni, that's base. You might as well just took a machete and stuck it in the back in my back and your defensive teammates. For a guy who gave you a defensive coordinator job, and you decided, and I believe Jonathan Gannon was an assistant. Was he an assistant coach with the Rams before he took that job? I believe and so. got a defensive coordinator job and on a fast track to a head coaching job because the Texans had interest in him last year. Yes. yes. The year, I mean, so he's been back to interviewing with people back to back years. I will tell you this that I don't think that, you know, it's like being a teammate, you know, JB, if you and I are in a locker room and I go take a shower, which we all do, and we leave our lockers open, your wallet and cash sitting out, there could be nothing more scumbaggish or worth an unbelievable open a can of whoop ass on a teammate. Two things. Your heart drops, don't it? Oh, dude. Two things, and it's a hard pass on a guy who's like that. I don't care how good he is. Is a teammate who steals from you and a teammate who tries to hit on your significant other. And we've been on teams, JB, not me, but I've, I've, I, I, I leave the stories out. I ain't bust tossing anybody. I don't believe in that, but they exist. And when it comes to that, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's the same thing here. I got you a job. We've got a Super Bowl to finish. And I've never understood this, JB. You go all in. 
I know you want to be a head coach, but character and 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 honor and integrity got to matter in the coaching. They got to that even if you're if the team loves you enough, they'll wait while you're rolling through the playoffs. In my opinion, if that's the case, then maybe we just wait till all the playoffs are over, throw them into the motor pool, and throw them into into that to stir the pot and stir it up and say, okay, you guys are just going to wait. If we're going to have to deal with this fucking over the last team just so you can make sure you get your team. It's like when Bobby Petrino left the Falcons in the middle of the night, put a memo up in their dog on a sheet, a one sheet in their office, and took the Arkansas job as if Arkansas couldn't wait. And I remember going on a podcast within a, within three days after that, and I said, I like Bobby. He's a great offensive mind. I said, but he did to Atlanta, and I told Arkansas, I said, Arkansas fans, he's going to do the same thing to you. One way or another, he's either going to leave for a bigger job. Bobby was the kind of guy. And apparently Jonathan Gannon, if this is true, may have a little bit of this in him to where when you walk into a room, you're looking over the shoulder for what's the next guy who can do the most for me, a more important person, right? That they don't put eye contact. And when Bobby did that to his team in Atlanta without just waiting until the next day, addressing them like a grown ass man, not a bitch. And I like Bobby. I do. But that was a bitch situation. And as if Arkansas's athletic director and president couldn't say, you know what, dude? I don't want a guy who's leaving his team in the middle of the night. You give your final speech to your team, have the balls to stand in front of them and tell them where you're going, and then get your ass to Little Rock or to Fayetteville. It's the same thing here. If you're coaching, if your mind is on, what am I going to do in Arizona when they get rid of Cliff because I'm getting this job, and you got the biggest fucking game of your life and you owe it to your players, and if this is true, to me, they'll never win in Arizona. Oh, they'll win, but they'll never get to where they want to go because. He'll always be looking for what's the next gig. If it's true, I don't know Jonathan Gannon, but if what you're saying is true, I'd be pissed if I was Sirianni. And I'll tell you what, if I was a player on his staff, I mean, a player on, on when he was coaching me, I'd be pissed too. I'm going to reserve judgment until we hear more about this. This is all a, an if for me. I trust you, JB, but I can tell you this. If he was, that is as Bush League as it gets in the coaching career, other than throwing your own coach under the bus to get the job in the same building that he hired you in. You get my point? Only thing worse would have been to backdoor Nick Sirianni and do something to him so you could get his job, which would be Bush League and, and worth an ass whooping too. So I'm going to reserve judgment. But if he did it, if I'm Arizona, if he did it, I wouldn't want him as my coach if that's the case. I really wouldn't because, you know what, same things that make you laugh will make you cry. And that will be the same case there if this is the, the reason. I agree. Uh we're not going to make judgment because we don't know if it's true or not. We're just bringing up the topic. And if what if this happened, we're getting we're giving you Sean, a legendary NFL quarterback, USC legend and myself, slapdick, a perspective. So that's what we're and, doing. And they were not sound as they've been. Oh, they had really good defense all year long pressure on the quarterback. This was not as sound. Now, maybe it's the Mahomes factor or whatever it is, because they're just that good. But going back and watching that tape, they could have been far more sound on the way they called defenses, let alone executed it. Yeah, we watched things like releasing the back. They didn't cover him. They didn't bring no pressure. They brought front four pressure. They got four. They didn't even get sniffed to QB. They never got in the backfield. They didn't get no pressure on Mahomes. So we were like, what the hell's going on? Why did they look so gap unsound? They had a three technique and a four eye in the same gap. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Uh, here's my take on it, Sean. Um there's an old advantage as a head coach, first of all. You don't shop jobs while on the job. And we've lost that because of 
the money that's being thrown around the NFL, the social media aspect. The they don't team. want to get passed up. They don't want to get passed up, right, JB? They want to make sure you Remember get it. The Joneses, right? Right. right. And, and, and I just think it's just ruined. Uh, I agree fully. We should just wait until the fucking whole season's over. In this, Don't tamper anyway, because I'm just tripping. So the Arizona Cardinals are going to do that and be okay with it. But when it's their turn and the Texans come in and snatch their coach, I, sh- I think they're going to be pretty pissed. When are they all going to say, you know what? This is a professional man's league. Let's all be a gentleman's agreement. We don't talk to each other during the fucking playoffs, and no matter if we're in the playoffs or not. Like, let, let these teams that have deserved this, uh, that have earned the right, let them get through the season, and then we'll come in and talk to them professionally. Because, Sean, I don't know about you, but you wouldn't – if I coached for you, um, I would tell the coach who called me that wanted to offer me a job. i say, you got to call my – you got to call Coach Salisbury first. You got to call Coach Salisbury first and ask Coach Salisbury if it's okay. I want to give his – I want to get – I want to be in good graces with my my pre my former yeah. and current employer. Right, it's not the NFL. We know the rules. That you're exactly right. Okay, NFL. If they say they approve it, but you know what? I'm going to wait until my head coach. Because here's the way I look at it: if I'm trying to hire you, I would hope you'd do the same thing if you came to my place and somebody offered you another job, meaning Jonathan Gannon or you or anybody else. The respect of checking with my boss and saying, "I know the rule says I can interview." What, how do you feel about it? Well, I'd love you to wait because you got a gig here. It's great. We're in a Super Bowl. We spend our whole life trying to get to one, and we're here. I, and regardless of what anybody says, you cannot be, you can't be all in on both places at the same time. You can't. You want the job to get ahead in the other one, and you want to. And this job, you want to give all your all to because you owe it to the guys you've coached your ass off, and your teams have played their ass off to get. An opportunity. To, you know what? Philadelphia, they may be the best team in the NFC right now, but they may never get back. You never, it's hard to get. Ask Marino how hard it is. So, it, it to me, I'm with you, JB. I would want my boss to say, you know what? You got my blessing. Um, but I would also like it. What's there to lose if, oh, then you're behind a little bit, but what's there to lose if at the end of the season, everybody has a free go at it? Nobody gets a head, a head start. What, what, what's wrong with that? Why can't you do know. that? I don't get it. It's not like college. Like, they don't have to have a coach in place for fucking recruiting. Right. So It's the NFL. You got to right. prevent that because I don't know about you, JB, but, uh, like, for instance, if the, the college jobs that happen, you can't be recruiting for one school, go to a school in your same conference, and recruiting for that same school just after you got telling them, I love my, my guys, my, this great administration, our fans are great. And then a week later, you're coaching against that team, telling them, I love what I'm doing. I love, I mean, come on now, which leads to what we all know. A lot of the coach speak in a press conference is bullshit. And a lot of their loyalty, I'm not saying all of them. It's not an umbrella statement or a blanket statement. And then a lot of them, it's like, no, it's cool while you're there until somebody else offers you and makes you more money. And then all of a sudden they became the best fan base and the best media coverage and the best all. So I, I listen, if it continues, I'm all for, and I personally, if a guy has agreed to a job or has been interviewing and is leaving and has been offered a job and he says, I'm going to leave, I'd like to coach the last game. I wouldn't let him coach it because he can't be all in. That's I, why I, I would, and, and, and Lane Kiffin got into it. Remember he said, you got to go. Right. 
You're not prepping this. I'm going to give it to Sark. You guys, you got to go take old Miss job. Get yep. out of here. Yeah, if you want it and you're going to take it and they've offered it to you and you're, you're, you're trying to take it, then your head's not here because you want to start recruiting the guys that I was recruiting and get them in your building. And I understand, but you don't get to do two. I'm not, you're not double dipping. You're not double dipping with me. This is where coaches lose friends in this business because yes. you got to understand, Sean, I have your recruiting map. I have your spreadsheets. I have your drives. I have your thumb drives. I have everything. And I have not only my kids I'm recruiting for Alabama, for instance, but now I'm taking those same kids and those contacts, and I'm taking them to Ole Miss, and this is where people lose friends in the business. I've been there, done that. It happens at the JUCO level. It happens at the college level, and it happens in the NFL, and it, it is what it is. I got to get another controversy take, a controversial take from you. Uh, I got a lot of people hitting me up asking me what – Will Sean talk about this with you before we move on to the post-draft and the draft aftermath here uh, on this uh, show? Pound the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not. Sean Salisbury every morning, Houston, 790, uh, AM 790 in Houston. And on iHeartRadio, check him out every morning. And I'm on the Coach JB Show every morning on YouTube Live, 6 a.m. Pacific. Sean, let me ask you. uh, Deion Sanders. He lost 51 kids in the portal um, is what they're saying. I have subsequently talked to Dion personally, uh, talked to him a few times. One of my players left and now has came back to his program. Here's the take I want to get from you. Dion loses 51 and then people go, the naysayers go to, to, to social media and they start talking as if they know how to coach. They know what coaching entails and they know – what this current landscape in college football really is. So I came out on a on a rant that kind of caught some traction on YouTube, and I, I gave the players' perspective of transferring. I gave the coaches' perspective, and I kind of basically said, this is no more amateur hour. Uh, suck it up. Put on your big boy pants and uh, stop sucking your teeth, kids, because what goes around comes around, and that's a whole nother show. But I want to get your take. Jim Mora, who you may know well, Jim, I know. Yep. Uh, he had he had this to say, Sean. Any coach that won't allow a transfer to access film is operating from a place of complete paranoia. You really believe an opponent can gather info from random clips? Um, he was going after Ryan Clark on ESPN, who says some crazy shit sometimes. Part of the job of a college coach is to advocate for your student athletes, current and past. I have an issue with this, Sean, with Jim. I love Coach Mora and his dad and his family. I got a problem, though. I don't believe Jim is telling the truth. I don't think Jim Mora would ever give out practice film because I don't know a human on this earth that is coached who would give out his practice film to anybody. And, Sean, Matt McChesney and I argued about this. Here's why as from the – see, Matt hasn't coached, so I'm, I am I, I got his take, and he's like, man, give him the film. And I'm saying, all right, let me give you the, play, the coach's perspective on this. Sean, here is my perspective before you go off, and we'll, we'll move on. Oh, I got to hear your take on this. Sean, I ain't giving you shit. You know why? Because, yeah, I don't care about you scheming me. I'm not giving you my film for scheme. I'm giving you my film, Sean, so I don't, I'm don't. i never going to let you see what I do have 
or what I don't have. I'm not letting you see my 6'6 DN that you don't know about or my 5'11 DN that I got to play with. I don't want you to see any of that. I don't want you to see my structure. I don't want you to see my tempo in practice. I don't want want you to see my good or bad habits that my coaches are performing. I don't want that out there. I don't give a shit. The kid has had ample opportunity in today's age and technology age to get his fucking film right. So if he's now bitching at Dion about not having film, it's a you problem. You're grown enough boys and men now to wear 20 hats, Sean, which we both hate. Oh, I'm going to go to Houston. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to go to fucking slapdick you. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to go to four aces. I'm just kidding. I'm going to fucking Miami. Like, that's a slap in every grown man's face, every university's face. And you know what? You could do that. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. As a grown-up, guess what? Now you're asking be cut as a grown-up, too, because you're getting paid now to play. It is not amateur hour anymore, Sean. This is professional football, and it's time to man up. That's my take. Hopefully you agree or disagree. It's always going to be great banter either way. Yeah, I... Uh... First, let's start with a loaded question. Sorry, yeah, no, but dude, there's a there's a couple branches to this, and I'll try to roll through it quickly. First off, the the days of your 18 or 19 year old son, not everybody makes a million dollars in name, image, and likeness, but they have the opportunity to. We don't play college football anymore; it's professional football at a minor league level, is what it is. And some of those, it's not really minor league because some of those guys are going to go kick the ass of the four year veteran in the NFL. So. That part I don't want to hear about. I don't. I don't want to hear about these kids, these poor kids. I, I know they're getting paid. Not all of them, and it's never anything I say is never an umbrella for the most part. Never a blanket statement. It's just not because there's different cases and different situations of why you would or wouldn't. Now listen, my current practice film, and oh by the way, you 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 guys that transfer three and four times. Boy, it sucks like a motherfucker when you can do that to the coach and wake up after day after spring ball and leave because you're not starting and be playing a week later on another campus. I don't want to hear, how can they do that to my son? Well, your son did it to them four motherfucking times. That's but one. Exactly. Okay, so save it. And the, the Bush League, four different hats. Oh, it's all in fun. No, it's not. You're toying with scholarship. You're toying. And I'm not on either side with it. It's just that I'm just telling you I didn't do it, and I sure shit wouldn't do it. I don't think it's funny. And when I train quarterbacks, they ask me, now they can do whatever they want. I don't encourage that. It's not for me. I think it, 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 well, Sean, you're just an old head. No, I wouldn't have done it then, and I wouldn't do it now if I had my own kid. If he wanted to do it, good. He better be over 18 because he ain't doing it under my roof and showing 14 hats. Hey, Sean, I'm sitting right next to him and and ready to unzip the shirt to show that shit. That's what the fuck. 
problem. Right. And it's pre premeditated. Oh, I just listen, I'm not gonna hate a kid for doing it. It's a made for TV event when they do oh, this, but I just think you're toying with people's emotions, not only the school, which they'll toy with yours as well, strip you of a scholarship, but there's some kid who's got the last scholarship at one of those schools that you toying with him is not going to, he's like, well, am I going to get recruited? I'm not, now I got to go somewhere else. So I'm not big on the, and like I said, I'm not mad at if a kid does it. I just don't endorse giving me the eight hat drill and putting people through it in your high school gym. Pick the one and let's go have a little bit of a laugh. Say, I'm going to flip. No, I'm going to, let's go. I think we can do it a little more sensible, but listen, we pay our players. So you, you, your families, you get mad at me all you want. Do not be mad when a coach says you're not good enough for my team anymore. Oh, well, now Dion does it a little bit different. He told you when he first got there, you guys might want to just hop in the portal because you're not good enough to play. And that's, that, that's been Dion's style. He's outlandish with that. And I don't mean outlandish in a negative. That's just who he is. And a big reason why he can still recruit 70-year-olds and 17-year-olds. He's good at both. He covers both ends of it, the old school style with his rules and being able to go in and get a, you know get kids all over that are going somewhere else to go play for him. He's, a, he's magnificent at it. I didn't like – and about film, I'm not giving you my the, – the, the, our system high school – I mean, our system practice tape. But if some of this is you're not getting the previous regime's game tape from the last three years, I disagree with that. I, I would get. I don't believe that's what it was at all. Yeah, if it is, if it's previous game tape, then I'm with everybody who says Matt McChesney that you're damn right because you know what? When all is said and done, I'm an enhance, I'm a self-esteem builder, and if I don't want you, why wouldn't I help you go get a scholarship somewhere else? I believe in that. I'm not bitter if a kid wants to leave. It just didn't work with us. It's like a marriage, man. I Still, agree. We, if I cut you, I will help you. There's no doubt. You know, if you turn in, shit right now, if you wake up and turn and walk on me and I'm your third print, you left and you say, I'm taking this with me. No, no, no. You're going to get approval. I'm not giving you my practice tape because that's my scheme. That's what I'm putting in. The previous coaching staff, I'll give you all the game tape you want. Game tape you want. As long as the second I give it to you, you're not going on Twitter and bad mouthing our program because you know what? You don't get to do that either. It's We're all grown adults now. It's no longer an amateur sport. And so while I'm on the kid's side, opportunity and scholarship and get them paid, fine. But you got to understand when you're playing for pay in a lot of cases, now they reserve the right to say, just like when I was in my 10th year and it was enough or somebody cuts you, it's like, we think 53 other guys may be better at the position or your money doesn't fit here. What, you know, we're, we're, we're moving things around. Okay. So if it's game tape from previous regime, they, Dion and the rest of the group should give them every ounce of tape they want if they want out of the building. If it's practice tape from what I put in and my new current stuff, no, you're not going that. I'm not letting you take our checks and our calls and our system to walk into a building. I may be playing against you, but I am a guy that believes in doing everything I can to enhance the kid to keep playing and have every opportunity, if I don't want him with me, to call up people and encourage him and help him any way that I possibly can to go and play football and extend his career. It's just like a high school coach. I think high school coaches, to be honest with you, and they're not going to like this either, the ones who don't help their kids get recruited or try to at least get, who think that it's just, if once I'm done with you, I'm not giving you any endorsement, I'm going to help you. I think those guys are not fulfilling what they're supposed to do as a high school coach. It's more than just coaching them while they're under your umbrella. You got to coach them when they get there. You coach them when they leave. They come back and visit you five years later. I think it's weak as hell that a coach says, I don't get involved in recruiting. 
shit, you know him better than anybody else. You damn well better give him. You, you, you better now if you think he can play. If not at that level, endorse him to a junior college. Endorse him to a Division two. So I think it's a responsibility for coaches to try and extend another guy's career. But I'm not giving you practice tape. I will give you previous game tape because you deserve it. But you're no longer here, and I hope you get a gig somewhere else. Let me know what I can do. But don't be bitching and complaining about the fact. Now, they're going to have trouble depth-wise. I just don't want to hear people bitch and complain. Well, you know what? I, you can't do that to the kid. So what do we say when the kid gets up and leaves because he got beat out in spring? You can't do that to the coach? No. Good for the kid. He left. Thumbs up. Yeah. Get out of there, dude. Go be. Hey, go get your bag. I hear that shit all the time. Go get your bag. Well, go get your bag. But you got to understand, Dion's getting his bag, too. And if his bag doesn't include you, you can't run off and say, man, that's not the way we do. Okay, then quit transferring if that's not the way you do business. So I think there's something to be said for both sides. I'm not sitting on the fence. I think I've made it very clear how I feel about both. And I want a kid. I'll enhance a kid. I'll do everything I can to endorse a kid somewhere else. But if I don't want him, but I'm not giving you my practice tape that has our lingo and how we approach practice. But I will give you previous regimes game tape. I have no problem with that. And, Sean, I got to be honest, let's talk about the other side so they don't think we're the two old fucking whites on the hill yelling at the clouds. Uh, I did mention the coaching side. I do know coaches leave after a day, a week, a month, and yeah. leave the kid high and dry after Always. signing him. I've mentioned yes. this before. And that's more shit, too. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I believe that there is a complete fucking problem. NCAA has an issue at hand that has gotten out of hand, and I think oh, yeah. it goes both ways. Oh, I'm and not just sitting on the coach's side. Screw that. Plenty of those guys are, are low-character, uh, DNA issue, uh, character issue. I'm not saying all of it, but, you know, just like – Yeah, car salesman. Yeah, the, damn right they are. Give them some snake oil. There's no doubt. They'll tell you one thing, piss in your face, and tell you it's raining. I can, And then when things go rough, it'll be I confess he did it. We're there, and I confess it's somebody else's fault. So – Kid yourself not. Famous coaches, and I'm not going to put names on there, that are that could sell sand to a surfer, but will tell that same surfer next year, a different surfer, the exact same thing he told you, that you're the only one I've ever said this to. the fuck out of here. Okay? I've and seen the it. Kids to do better. The moms, the parents, the kids have to turn over rocks and find out, are they selling me a lemon or is it legit? Yeah, that is our... Yep. You, you are grown be men now because we just said this is a fucking professional league that you want to play with. So guess what? Do your due diligence. Do your research. Sean, I cannot stand here and tell you that I could walk into a home and recruit Sean Salisbury and have his mother and father in the home who probably fed me. You probably fed, you would have fed me carne asada. And Damn I right. would have sat there and told you, Sean, I'm bringing you to USC. And you're going to have your own dorm. You're going to have your fucking own jacuzzi. You're going to have it and not give it to you. I either don't say that shit or I do what I say. I, there's no way I can stand in here and you can ask any kid I've ever had. 30, my 30th kid, Tank, Tank Dell, just got drafted. Ooh, he's um, going to be huge for the Texans. He's a monster. Yeah, he's Texas. Uh, I brought to Indy, great kid. Um, I've never told, not once have I told that family in that home that I was going to do something that I didn't do. A coach makes you a promise, like about playing time before he's even, you've even got fitted for a uniform on college. Oh, go somewhere else. Fucking do, right. Do, do, do not, because he's telling the five star, the four star the next year the same thing. Now, I'll tell you real quick, JB, 
and I was getting recruited. And this isn't an arrogant thing. I was a number one quarterback in America when I came out of school and you know, was recruited in basketball and baseball to division one schools as well. The reason I say this is at 17, you know, you're like, I'm pretty good, right? I was shit. I'm the number one basketball player and maybe in the county. I'm getting recruited by UCLA and Michigan State, and USC and all these great schools. I'm a I'd be a division one starting baseball player. And I'm the number one of my least family, I'm the number one quarterback recruit in the country. And then, like I said, not arrogant at all. I'm just telling you, I'm setting this story up. So on my fight, I don't think I've told you this. John Robinson, who was like family to me and as good a recruiter and as great a coach, I love Coach Robinson. Well, lo and behold, as we go through the recruiting process, and it was tight for me, tough decision. His final home visit, he came in. Paul Hackett was with him. Norv might have been with him too, but or 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 uh, Hudson Hauk, but it was in my living room, family, and my best friend was there, and he'd been kind of following the recruiting thing. My best high school friend, who's since passed away, we were sitting there, and just before Coach Robinson left, he goes, "Here's what I last thing I want to say to you." This was early February before February eight signing day, I believe, was mine. Vivid memory of that. He said, "I'm going to create every environment for you to be successful." and you to compete and have a chance to be great at USC. Compete is what he said, and create an environment of success. He goes, but, and I'm 17 at the time, JB, if you don't come to USC, this is a quote now, I'm telling you exactly what he said. If you don't come to USC, we are still going to show up on Saturday, and we are still going to win. Now, Coach Robbins is telling this to the number one recruit in the country at the time. And I looked, and he stayed for a while, hugged, and then you saw his national title ring, said, Coach, I look forward to talking to you. Walks out with the other two coaches, gets in his car, drives down the street, probably one of those old-school Lincoln Continentals or Cadillacs they used to drive back then, right, JB? And my dad looked at me, and he said, I think you want to be a part of that. That's exactly what he said. And, well, of course, a week later, I signed with them. But point is, they John Robinson didn't tell me what I wanted to hear. He told me what, what, what was necessary. He needed and he was right, because the second I walked on that practice field, dude, there's 50 first-round picks over the next five years or 30 of them on that practice field from senior to freshman, right? From Marcus Allen to Bruce Matthews to Roy Foster to Don Mospar to Chip Banks to Jack Del Rio to Dwayne Bickett to Kenny Rutgers. And I'll stop me when you think I'm, you know, when we're done, right? I mean, just on and on. So I got what he meant when he said that to me. We're going to give you a chance to compete, and I did and won the job and all that just later, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a good thing. We don't have a lot of that these days. There's some, but they're going, to, they're going to overload their mouth with their ass to get you to go to school there, and now they're going to pay you to do it for the most part. Yeah, there's no question. Um, we're going to head to first down. First down. First down. Uh, let's get into the draft, Sean. I want to get your take. This is the NFL Draft Aftermath show. Um, our team draft grades. I wanted to get get go through it. I hate grading, Sean, because a team hasn't even fucking played it down yet, and I'm seeing all these platforms, ESPN. Oh, they got an A and a B and a C. The truth of the matter is, Sean, we won't even know half these fucking guys in six months to a year. And I just want to go through what we think was a success versus a failure. Um, what to watch for by, with your team. The surprises um, that you thought came away from this and the winners and the losers, instead of grading them out, let's just go through them briefly. Um, 
And I got a list here for you, so you don't got to worry. Uh, I just want to get your take on this, Dale. We'll just shoot it back and forth. The Arizona Cardinals, um, they had um, basically 10 picks. Most, obviously, the teams that weren't very great or good over the last few years, except for like a Seattle or somebody that's had capital and other for trades, they had 12 picks. Um, a lot of these teams had a lot of picks. A lot of teams didn't have as many picks because they've had some decent success. But the Cardinals, they take a O-tackle, Paris Johnson, who I like. They took an edge rusher um, from LSU, BJ. They took a corner, Garrett Williams, in the third round. Michael Wilson, the wideout from Stanford, who I like. Um, they, they took uh, the D-tackle from UCLA. Uh, they took Clayton Toon, who you have seen quite a bit, I'm sure, out of Houston. Um where do you think? Do you think the Cardinals got better, um, or what are you getting out of that one? I do. I think you meant three names that stick out the most to me on this. I think Paris Johnson's a really good player, and you agree with me. I do. I think that's a a guy that you protect and in in, you know could move the pile and is a really good player. Secondly, Mike Wilson is an is an underrated, pure, smart, phenomenal route runner. And is a finisher. He didn't get drafted in the first round of that, but I'm telling you, he's going to make the squad and start. He will be on the field, especially Third. with you don't know what's yeah. happening with Hopkins, right? That's exactly right. I mean, he's, he's you're going to make room for him because he is going to. One of the things about making a team and training camp and impacting is not just physically what you do, but knowing how to line up and run crisp routes and do it will sustain you. They don't want to see you break the huddle and run to the wrong side. And then, of course, you got to be a finisher, and Mike will. And I and Clayton, too, and I'm going to tell you, JB, he's been minimally talked about nationally over the last couple of years, but all he's done is be consistently good. He's great late in games. He can extend plays. He can throw the ball and has gotten better every year as a passer. He's going to make the team and be the backup. Be careful if you get to a situation where Carson Wentz is struggling Kyler Murray and Clayton Toon is going to get a little bit of a head start on this because he's going to be healthy enough to take snaps and do this off right off the bat. Be careful. I'm just, I'm just telling you, JB, this kid and he, and Dana played fast and he, he's got a clue and he didn't get worse. He got better in my opinion, every year, sneaky, good, not saying he's beating out Kyler Murray, all that money. Kyler's going to get every chance. I'm just telling you, I've seen the movie. So I do like some of their picks, and those stand out. And to get a haul for what the Texans, and they got a good gig. I would have done what the Texans did, and I would have given that up. But if you're the Arizona Cardinals, you need your four play, your six players away from being six players away. And I think they made the right move by trading that because you needed more bodies, and they did a nice job. But I would have done the same thing that both of these teams did. I would have traded it, and I would have asked for what they did, and I would have given up uh, exactly what the Texans did to get a – world-class edge rushing outside linebacker. Arizona got a couple good players in this draft. And we'll spot we'll spot these. We don't have all day to go through all, all the teams, but we'll spot and pick and choose what we think are, are hitting our good deals. Um, we'll get to the Texans in a minute. Um, that's in your backyard. Atlanta Falcons, um, they took the guy you were really, really high on, B. John Robinson. I, don't, I think the Eagles were salivating, waiting at 10. Uh, we didn't think he'd make it unless uh, the, the, we thought the Eagles. They, I, we heard that they discussed even moving up to try to get Bijan. Um, 
And Atlanta took him. I like the I like to get there. Um, I like the edge rusher Harrison at Ohio State. Uh, they also took DeMarco Helms, a safety at Alabama, and they got an old lineman uh, at South Carolina. They didn't have a lot of picks, Sean, but Bijan Robinson obviously makes any team better. They did fill some spots with a the guard. Uh, they got another old lineman. Um, what do you think about the Falcons and getting Bijan? Does that help them? I, I, you know, I just don't know if I'm sold on on the QB situation and what's happening with that. But well, it's going to help. It's going to help Desmond Ritter or whoever they decide to start. Why? Because the running back's just a really good player. I could tell you that, first of all, going through, I'll just make Atlanta short and sweet. That's a winnable division for a lot of teams. New Orleans should have the the leg up going into it. But you know how I felt about, listen, good quarterback becomes great when you got a guy like Derrick Henry. I mean, you can't. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you've got weapons. Atlanta, Arthur Smith, what's he love to do, JB? Run play action, RPO, and then come out of that, throw the ball about 24 to 28 times, but have a bell cow back. He's got him. I will say this, aside from the quarterback position, as far as perimeter players go, and maybe all of them, on the offensive side of the ball, the best offensive player in this draft is B. John Robinson. Not Jackson Smith, the Jigba, not Jordan Addison. They're all really good players. They get 10 targets, 7 targets a game. This dude's getting 25 touches a game. He will be the offensive rookie of the year, and he will, as long as he's healthy, that's the caveat, and he's been healthy, he's a bell cow, He's the best offensive player, not a quarterback, in this draft. Yeah, Love I agree. It. That's I a agree. great get. Um, I agree. Um, let's do a little bit of uh, – I want to get into the Ravens because I want you to massage this team together. Not so much on this draft. They only had, I think, six picks, seven picks. Um, but go into what they got with, with Lamar – Signing him, getting that out the way, stress is gone. We got OBJ. We'll see if he's even a figment of what he once was. And then they got this guy, and I wanted to get your take on this, Sean, because I, I went in on it pretty heavy this morning with Matt and and, and uh, my and, and just went on it heavy. What is your take on this kid, Zay Flowers, who uh, says, well, he says this. Play in the AFC North. Honestly, you don't even know who in the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals, Steelers. He don't even know who the fuck's in the conference. I mean, I'm seeing more and more of this in this young kids, man. It's just like, fuck. I, we can laugh at it and all that. But the truth of the matter is these cats have no fucking investment in this sport that we built for them and allowed them to get this big bag that they're getting. And it's kind of a slap in the forefathers and the game itself's face. But we're seeing more and more and more of this, uh, these video game era kids. Uh, you see why they're injured more than ever and why it takes forever to come back from an injury. I don't believe the investment's there, and I'm just a, I'm just at loss of words of, of how much we're paying these dudes to sit up there and tell you that they don't know what the fucking league they're going to, and they just got paid a lot of money. And you interviewed them, Sean. The NFL interviewed these guys. We got rid of the Wonderlick test, Sean, and put in this data analytic test, and you didn't ask him if they fucking knew what conference he was in? Like, I'm just confused as to what this really is going on here. Um, but how do you like the Ravens pick? First of all, in the big picture, probably not that big a deal. I just am fascinated. I When I coach football camps, I've done it more than once. I asked one time 25 kids in a camp, all quarterbacks in my room, 25 high school quarterbacks. 
I had them raise their hand if they'd ever heard of Johnny Unitas. One kid raised his hand. We're talking about in any, any age from 16 to 15, 16, 17-year-olds. And I know when people say, well, that wasn't his era. But if you understand, you can't be an expert at something if you don't know the history of something, in my opinion. Neither. Doesn't mean you can't be a great player. But while it's not that big a deal, I've heard stories. I've seen it over the years where some guy says, I don't even know. I can't fathom that anybody, if you're a football college fan, like you and me, not knowing who's in the SEC. I mean, stop it. I understand if you don't know who's in all the Mountain West Conference or the old school whack. I, I get it. And realignment happens or Conference USA. No disrespect to them, but maybe they're, you don't know, you're not as familiar. There's only a, four teams in the division, right? Four. The black and blue division, by yes, the way. Yes, four. You're getting drafted by one they're going to pay you. It ain't that. You don't have to do a lot of math and have a the IQ, of, I mean, a, a football IQ very high to know that it, there's only three you got to name. And you don't, don't even they know fucking the play Madden in, 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 in these video games? Don't, don't they yep. fucking play the division, Madden? Same thing, team? yes. Oh, you know they all do. So my thing, do I got to – is it that big a deal in the big scheme things? No, probably not. He's going to – I'll tell you one thing. His ass is going to learn real quick just how difficult that division is and who's playing it. I promise you that. So if you don't know, Zay Flowers is going to learn real quick when he gets his dick knocked in the dirt the first time he goes over the middle by a strong safety or linebacker playing in Pittsburgh and one of those were Miles Garrett chasing his ass down and just damn near as fast as he, you know, get my point. I, I'm not, I'm, it, it bugs me that I, that you don't understand the history. I mean, whether if you're a musician, I would imagine if you're a country and Western singer, you know who Hank Jr. is, right? Just a hunch. I, I, I would think if you're a aspiring country and Western singer, I say, who's Reba McIntyre? You might get a fucking clue. So three teams in your division, is it that big a deal? No, but I think it's a, a bit of, I, 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 even if, even if, I'm, I'm hoping he was joking, but I don't think he really knew. That being said, it has nothing to do with running X's and O's on the field. It has nothing to do what kind of, if he's, whether he's a great kid or not. I don't know him. I know this and watching his tape and seeing him play. He take the top off. He's a home run hitter now. He he. They got themselves a. I'm glad they got themselves one hell of a player. If he's well, as good as he well, was. Well, let's say I, I'm starting to use this term, Sean, instead of player, because I know you use that word player. We used to use the word. Well, fuck, that's what we were. We're players. Right. I'm starting to use the the term now, athlete, because we don't know if they'll ever turn out to be a player. There we, you go. They're fucking great athletes all day long. We got the greatest athletes in the history of, of sports, basketball, football, baseball, unbelievable freaks. But we don't ever see them reach their full potential. And it's like, I, I think this is, we're on to something. This is one of the big reasons. Here's a real source for you. Here's a real story for you. Sean, half the team at Jackson State had no fucking idea who Deion Sanders was. That's coming from a coach on the staff that I know well. Yeah, I got a coaching one of my buddies that I grew up his his, his kid. I grew up with their kid. I knew him since so he had a pacifier. Coaches on his staff too. <laughs> I don't know how. You, I don't know if you're a football fan how you don't know that. I mean, I, I got guys that I talk to all the time. Don't know Eric Dickerson or Bo Jackson. Said the same thing. I asked I, after that question about Johnny Unitas. I made him go write a paragraph about Unitas. Bring it in the next day. I did. <laughs> I said go study some history about the cleats he wore and who set this foundation. He's one of the greats of all time. And well, Sean, you should have given him somebody closer. No, 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 no. That's called history. Just like, you don't, you didn't, you, 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 a sophomore or junior in high school wasn't in world war two, but he damn well better know about it if he wants to graduate. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. So um, from high school. So for me, 
And I asked, too, because he was a teammate of mine. I said, who in here knows Marcus Allen? Now, Marcus won the Heisman in 81. He's not 90. And he's a Heisman Trophy winner. I, had, I, I think I had one kid raise his hand. I'm like, are, are we kidding here? So it's not just the old. I mean, it's, it has nothing to do with that. It's just respect. I guess I'd think different. I don't know. You know uh, I make a lot of mistakes, way. but I just think different. But he's a good uh, player. And they needed an upgrade at, at wide receiver, even with Beckham on the roster. And getting Lamar and paying him all that money, Baltimore got better on draft day because they got more explosive. And the quarterback doesn't have to make every play for them to win. And then they got Kelly Blue Book. Um, I'm just kidding. But they got a kid named Caillou Blue Kelly uh, from Stanford. He's a long corner. Uh, they got they got the, uh, the the Uso tackle out of Oregon. And then they got the guard out of SC, Voorhees, uh, Jason Voorhees, his brother. I'm just kidding. They they got – I thought they did a decent job. Um, transitioning, we'll go through some teams for the next 10 minutes before we get out of here. The Buffalo Bills didn't have a lot of picks. They took Dalton Kincaid, Utah tight end. We liked him. Um, they took the the Osiris kid out of Florida. Um, they got a good wideout out of Florida, Justin Shorter. Um, today, Sean, they got – I don't know if you heard this. I'm sure you did. They signed Lat- Latavius Murray since they didn't get a back in the draft. They went and got a uh, – an NFL uh, veteran in uh, Latavius Murray. I don't believe that's the splash the Buffalo Bills fan base really wanted. Um, the Buffalo Bills, though, only having a few picks. What do you think about that? And and do you like Latavius Murray going there today? I do. But I would still, if I was him, try to get in the day, find out if a Derrick Henry type's available. I would. I think Buffalo got better because I love the tight end. I think he's a monster. I think he's going to do great at Buffalo. My biggest thing was if Buffalo could have found a way to get a dominant, and Latavius Murray's a good player. But to me, Latavius Murray's your change-up back, not your feature guy. So Buffalo's going to be fine. The tight end makes them better and explosive on offense. I would have loved to see them, what they do with a monster at running back, and and where that would take them, but the Buffalo Bills are, are as we sit today, still the best team in that division. And that tight end is really good player. Let's get your underrated uh, draft or, uh, draft organizations. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I think the Carolina Panthers had a very very overlooked undervalued well, right. and and off season too. JB, I'm with you. I like what they got. Jonathan Mingo is a big-time guy. I, I like him a lot. The big receiver from Ole Miss. He may not be the speedster, but he is an A.J. Brown, uh, Julio Jones type of body type. Uh, he will go up and get it. I like him going there with Bryce Young. Two SEC guys off the edge. They get a, a right out the gate. They get an Oregon pass rusher and D.J. Johnson. I really like Savala. I watched him a lot. Uh, guard. He can play guard center at North Carolina State. I like him beefing up the inside. And then they got Jamie, uh, Jamie Robinson, the safety out of Florida State. I don't. I think that draft that the, the Panthers had is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. I think they look at numbers as far as how many picks instead of the quantity and the quality. Um, I think the draft was quality. Uh, every single pick was very, very uh, – I guess meat and potatoes, I guess you can say. They needed those things, and they got it. Uh, my uh, 
pity my big my big bully is barking telling you he disagrees with no i agree with you so, somebody's knocking at my door but that's okay or somebody or, or their mom's about to come in so i'm going to talk through it you got to deal with adversity sometimes jb got to got to fight through it mine over here you trying know, to right, one. right they got a mind of their own all right um i think that you're on to something with carolina i uh i, I believe in my heart uh, that that Anytime Mike Tomlin gets players that could be first round, like a Joey Porter Jr., I think I, I honestly, and I don't have their 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 first. Who was their first pick, JB, in this draft? Oh, Panthers. Yeah, no, Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, but still about underrated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Steelers first pick. Let me see. Who was their first round pick? I'm losing my. Was it an offensive lineman? Let me see. Uh. Bugging oh, me. Oh, here we go. It's uh, Broderick Jones. The there you go. The Georgia guy. Yeah, him. And then they went, who I think is a really good player. And then they got Joey Porter Jr., who was a first rounder after the first round. Well, we I thought they would take first because of the family right. name. That's exactly. And he's and he's long and he's a good player. So that that's one um, underrated. And I know people are talking about it, but I don't think enough, JB, because of what we thought that they may do. One. We thought that, okay, do they go get a home run hitter at, in this first 10 picks at wide receiver? And they didn't. There was talk that they were going to go draft a quarterback right off the bat. And they didn't do it. It's the Seattle Seahawks. And you love Pete. Even though they got – I think they get an A. But here's a team still – last year was supposed to finish in the bottom three, and they end up making the playoffs. They had a, a, a quarterback who was going to battle Drew Locke, and Geno Smith turns into a guy. And they don't waste with the fifth pick drafting Will Levis, who went later on to Tennessee. And they decided to hang in there. They got themselves a home run hitting wide receiver and a corner, if I'm not mistaken. And Weatherspoon first. That's exactly that's right. And you got Weatherspoon. And then you go back and, and later in the draft, you still get Jackson Smith, the Jigba with Lockett and, and Metcalf already there. They got better. And they and got so Zach Charbonnet. That's they exactly got from UCLA. And they took uh, the McClintosh running back out of Georgia. And let me tell you something. Charbonneau runs hard and tough. And so yeah, I, I think it's an A, but I also think it's a sneaky A because they, they could have been tempted to draft a quarterback at five. They really could have, JB, and they didn't. So not only is it an A because, well, they were just damn good, excuse me, but also it was sneaky because – we look at the division they're in and can they repeat this? And why didn't they, I mean, all those things that Pete said, no, nah, we're going to do it this way. They just landed two starters and they've upgraded their team. And not, I'm a diehard Raider fan. I think getting the edge rusher from Texas tech, uh, Tyree Wilson's a really good get. I do because he can disrupt and they Raiders need help on defense. But this Texans team right here, JB, you think about what they've been through. Self-inflicted a lot of it. They get D'Amico Ryan's who's respected. And there are a lot of people, don't trade assets up from 12 to 3, your ass. I'm not waiting till next year. I got two of probably the four best players in this draft. At least I'm talking about college players. We don't know in the NFL. I got them, and I had to give up a little extra to get them. But that's okay. Because no matter what you do next year, Will Anderson would have been a, a top five pick next year and the year after that. So you're getting a starting quarterback who people think is a franchise guy and you're getting an outside edge-rushing disruptor who's been nothing but a great player for the last couple of years. So there's another, I think, the Texans, who right now I think they're the second-best team in the division. I think it's Jacksonville, the Texans, and I think with two starting quarterbacks that are young or Tannehill 
on a team that's not very good. I think that both Tennessee and Colts got a long way to go to get back. And just to think two years ago, the Titans were the number one seed in the AFC. And Philadelphia, to me, got better. They did. Even though I know they're the Super Bowl team and they're in high regard. But you go get Nolan Smith and you go get Jalen Carter, two nasty-ass defensive players. And what a shock. Philadelphia likes Georgia players. And here you go. You got them. And they still Swift from Detroit today. The running damn, damn right. And, that, and on a team that already had good running backs. That, that tells you right there, JB, they wanted B. John Robinson with that other pick. And they couldn't I, get I him. They did because they – I'm going to still be honest here. I think – I got a different take on it too. I think – I like the draft the Eagles had, but I, I think it is a little bit uh, getting blown out of proportion. They are – they have, Fletcher Cox is already there, so – Last year, Jordan Davis didn't play much because the Eagles had a great D-line. This year, he's going to have to play. They got another kid as going to be another rookie who we'll, we'll say red shirt because we'll see if Jalen Carter can step right in and play. Jordan Davis didn't last year. Uh, that's how good they were. So now, who does Jalen Carter start over? Jordan Davis, his former teammate, or Fletcher Cox? I mean, I just... I, I think it is a time we got to wait and see how good a draft was, like we mentioned before the show. Um, I, I I just see the Seattle Seahawks draft, and I was going to get into this as we close out, but I take Seattle Seahawks draft as the best overall. I think the Eagles are definitely top five. I also like the Colts draft, and I also like the Saints draft, along with of course the Texans. But we also we had some good. I, I love the moves the Texans made. Um, I love some of these teams. Um, before we get out of here, though, uh, I want to ask you, the Jets, of course, sign Aaron Rodgers, who we said has to happen before the draft. The pecking order would fall. Lamar, therefore, followed. Then the draft hit. All the quarterbacks are pretty much at their places. Um, the Jets go out and get Will McDonald, edge rusher, Iowa State. They got a center. They got a tackle from Pittsburgh. They go get a running back from Pittsburgh. Uh, they got a long corner at LSU. Did the Jets get better um, with the addition of Aaron Rodgers, of course, but overall massaging these things together between the Aaron Rodgers signing and the draft, just like you did with Baltimore and Lamar signing and the draft. Did the Jets get better? Are they a contender to win the AFC East and make a run? They will be in the hunt in December. And the edge rusher they got from Iowa State's a – under talked about type of guy who you say, man, 10 years later, the guy's still in the league. He's a good player. Their defense, I mean, they had a couple really, really good linebacker, address, good defensive players on their team this year. And they were obviously well coached. I like him. I think it's a, you know, for some, it's not a household name if you're not watching Iowa State play. I saw him play five or six times on television, maybe even more than that in the region we're in, JB. Um, I think they did a good job. It's a three-horse race in that division. Belichick will upset a couple teams along the way. And, you know, they got, what, Christian Gonzalez in the back end as a DB who was by many thought he was the number one DB on this board. And Bill goes and gets him. Looks like a Belichick type of player. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you. I think the Jets adding Rodgers, who we have to put like that's kind of like the draft because you gave up stuff to get him. And he immediately elevates the offense. And they got help on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to give they'll give that division everything it can handle. I think they'll be in a playoff wild card position in December this year. 
Uh, real quickly, a few things I wanted to ask you. I want to ask you who you thought had the worst draft. A lot of people are bashing the Lions. Um, Matt McChesney came out and was like, I'm with Sean. Unless he's a B. John Robinson, you don't fucking waste number one on a back when Detroit was getting better in the offseason and made a lot of strides. And then you come out and go take a back. We all, you did say he was a good back, Gibbs. Uh, we liked him. But would you have snatched him? And we're all outside the office. We're not in their office. So we don't know their needs like that, like they do. So we're not questioning a professional head coach and GM. What we're just saying is, what do you think that move was about? And then did they know, obviously, they knew Swift was out of there because right. they didn't want to pay him, Sean, or they were going to go on the cheap with a rookie. And maybe we'll sit back and say, hey, let them motherfuckers do their job because it ended up paying off and the Lions win the North. We'll see. But I like you, it. The worst draft, like everybody's saying. Well, I think you're going to get questioned, especially um, because this is a team that can score from the parking lot and they still went and got an offensive player. But that ought to tell you how much they coveted him. Listen, we could sit back from where we are on our perch, watch and say, hell, they should have gone defensive heavy all the way through because they couldn't get me and you off the damn field last year. But how can we not trust what Dan Campbell started to do with this team, right? I think one of the steals of the draft, JB, that we're not talking about, I don't, I don't know why they said bad, getting Hendon Hooker where you did, I'm just telling you, you know, this kid is a good player. And he is, he, there are, like I said, I talked to Mike Martz earlier today, uh, JB, about him. I said, aside from Young and Stroud, who's the best quarterback? He said, uh, Hendon Hooker. He loved the way he processed information. He loved the fact that he's a full field guy, even though it wasn't overly difficult. He knows how he thinks fast and plays fast in his mind and on the field. And for Detroit to get him when some people thought he was actually going to go in the first 15 picks at one point, I think that that's a great get and a nice insurance policy. Plus he's 25. So there's a little maturity on his side. And I told you this, I love Gibbs, man. I do. So JB, I usually don't subscribe to it, but again, the Vikings couldn't stop anybody last year. We're going to find out just how good the Packers and explosive they are without Aaron Rodgers. And right now the Chicago Bears are still a ways away from being there. They still need some players, but they're going to get better. They're still the favorite in Detroit. So you can say all you want, but nobody's going to talk me off the Gibbs slash Hendon Hooker choices. I was just a little surprised that they, I mean, that they didn't take five picks in a row and go defense because they got to get off the field. But they also saw a Super Bowl where the team's two defenses that were pretty good showed up. And you still had to hang 38 to win a Super Bowl, meaning the Chiefs over the Eagles. So um, I still think Detroit wins the division. And like you say, right now it's a bad one. What if Hendon Hooker comes in and plays and ends up being a great player and Gibbs is, uh, is the D NFC's offensive rookie of the year? Listen, I know this. Once again, JB, our board may look different than theirs. I had Gibbs as a late first rounder. I just believe that – but I didn't have him going to Detroit – but I also know this, that if you're Detroit, you just added another weapon to make you defend the field. And on their board, they love him. So I don't have a problem with it. We're just going to see how it works out. I think I'd a lean defense, but if he was their best player, then go for it. No issue here, and I love the hen and hooker get. Let's, let's get out of here on this note. I want to just get Sean Salisbury's bold prediction. You want, you want mine first or yep. yours first? Go ahead. All right. Is it bold prediction from this draft? Yep. Okay. Um, we can go with the sexy QB or we can go with somebody that you liked in the draft that you think uh, 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 we're going to be talking about. Here's what bold means, Sean, in my eyes. 
in 10 years, they're going to say Sean Salisbury and JB called this. And that's all. It doesn't necessarily mean a Hall of Famer or something. But uh, my bold prediction in this draft is that 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 the kid Jake Hayner will be around longer than any other QB in this draft. Now, that doesn't mean he's going to be a starting big-time guy. All it means is he could be a Fitzpatrick for all I care. He is going to be a guy that somebody values and has on their roster for 10-plus years to come. So I think, just think highly of him. You think he's the best quarterback or will be the longest-standing quarterback? I think he's going to be the longest-standing quarterback in this draft. I don't know if if any of these big-name kids that got drafted early um, are going to be a guy that we're looking at in 10 years and be like, damn, Bryce Young had a hell of a, C- a, year, uh, a career. CJ had a hell of a career. I just think it's a very overrated QB class. Um, we'll get into next year's class uh, later, um, but uh, I got interesting takes on QBs right now, Sean. I'm just not that high on these guys no more, man. I just think college coaching and high school coaching has really, really failed the QB. I think we're about tempo. I think we're teaching them less and less and less and getting the better at the best athletes in the world to play the position to save the college coach's job instead of prep the kid for the NFL. We don't know who's hot. We don't know who's not. We don't know sight adjust. We don't know protection. We don't know who to re-ID. We don't know football, and I blame the high school and college coach, uh, maybe selfishly, but I blame those guys because that's our job. We recruit the best player, but let's teach their ass something too, and I believe we're all out for ourselves now in this whole crazy wild, wild west college football game that we once we now call professional football. I am not high on the QB. I, I am high on how athletic they are, Sean. I believe they're the, high, the most gifted QBs we've ever seen, but I don't believe they're the best QBs we've ever seen. I think the quarterback position is failing, and I think Jake Hayner is a guy that will be around for a long time to come because of the fact that he does not possess the freakish athletic tools that these other guys do, which will force him to be a sustainable NFL quarterback. That's my rant. Okay. When we come out of this draft, I got three quick ones. When we come out of this draft and after the 2023 season, people will be saying that the best offensive player from the draft this year is B. John Robinson. Secondly, by mid to late October, all four of the big four quarterbacks will be starting in their cities. Richardson, Will Levis, um, Stroud and Young start from day one. The other two, whether for whatever reason, poor play, somebody banged up, start. Here's my boldest one. If Matt Stafford misses a significant amount of time in 2023, Stetson Bennett will be the starting quarterback for the Rams. Ooh, damn. That gives me Chris Winkie vibe, 28 years old, coming in from Frisco. 25 will be 26. Not that, the not measurables that. aren't there, and there's a reason Sean McVay drafted him. There is, and he's very, very Matthew Stafford-esque. Right, and let me tell you this. With Stetson Bennett, what you're going to get is a guy who's hit rock bottom, he had adversity through his career and had to leave and come back as a walk-on. Two years ago, Final Four, most valuable player, championship game, most valuable player. Six guys drafted, what, five or six in the first round, Georgia's team. He was not their best player, MVP twice. This past year, 
Final Four MVP, championship game MVP. He knows how to win under duress. I love Matt. Don't misunderstand me. But when Matt retires, or if he leaves his glove on the mound and say he misses eight games, Stetson Bennett's going to start. If Matt Stafford's hurt, uh, not poor play. Matt will play there. Matt's earned that, right? And he's a great player. He's not, not close. Stetson Bennett's going to find his way on the field at some point in the next couple of years. All right. And there's a reason why McVay drafted him. Two questions, one from me, one from the crowd. Uh, they said similar take. What is your t- similar take on the Raiders drafting Aiden O'Connell, the Purdue QB, who I do like as well? Pro guy. Uh, can he replace Jimmy G if something goes south? I think he's a better pro prospect than he was. I mean, he was good in college, but I think we can see him. Purdue's always had some pretty good, at least guys who can give you a good run, you know, from Jim Everett through Drew Brees and some other ones that are pretty good players. I think it's a good get. I do. I kind of like his – I hate the word upside, but I think – I actually think he's going to end up being a better pro than college player. But he's not ready to take that job from Jimmy. I think it's a good pick. Sean Fele, uh, San Diego native, he said, do you keep in contact with Dwayne Bickett? I've coached with him in San Diego for the last seven years. Yes, I do. I haven't talked to Dwayne probably in a little over a year or something. But, yeah, we, we stay in touch. Matter of fact, when a, a friend of ours passed away, we all went to the funeral, and then afterwards, we it was in Los Angeles. We drove down to Dwayne's house in San Diego, and a bunch, hey, about four of us, uh, sat outside on a patio at his house and having cold beers by the fireplace and having laughs. Dwayne's one of the best people, toughest guys, smartest guys, and great football players I've been around. I love Dwayne. He's like family, and I, I, I need to see him more because I know he's down there in San Diego and get there more, but I'll probably see him this summer, so I'd love to get out and play golf with him, but if he's listening, make sure you tell him I love him. Dwayne's one of my favorite people and a and a dear friend. Yeah, Josh coaches with his kid. Um, oh, awesome. Let boy, me ask you this. A tough, Dwayne Bickett's a tough – dude, that's a tough son of a bitch now. Ooh, really? Is he tough? Man. Um, let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, on the Houston Texans side, since you're there in H-Town, um, I found it very interesting. We all heard rumors. Um I still think Mills is going to start. That's my personal opinion. I do not. And just tell me, full of shit or not, you can tell me. Uh, we need to have a segment put in and call it slap dick or something. Um, I don't believe they draft C.J. Stroud unless they made that trade, which I think happened day of. I think they were drafting Will Anderson at two, and I think they were going to sit around and wait for 12 to see what was there. Uh, I think they made a great splash move. Not only with the Dalton Schultz deal in the offseason, re-signing Laramie Tunzel, and then you do this in the draft. I think they made a splash. I love what they did. I like the aggression. Um, but I don't believe that they were going to take a QB until they found out they had a caller in that number three pick, which Arizona Cardinals yeah, liked. Gave I mean, them. you made him the second pick. I, I think that I have a tendency to agree that if they couldn't have pulled that off, that Will Anderson is probably a Houston Texas. CJ Stroud's gone. Yes. That CJ may be a very well maybe right. a Colt. That's exactly right. So yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. I don't I don't argue that a bit. I believe wholeheartedly that they knew that they were going to be able to pull that trigger so that they could draft both, take Stroud second and Anderson third. If it was only the one pick, I think Will Anderson probably would have been the pick. I and, and I wouldn't have disagreed with it because he was a safer pick. There's no doubt. But yeah, I, I'm with you on that, JB. And 
It won't shock me if Mills goes into – he's going to go in one number one. Case Keenum's obviously there. They'll compete. They're going to do everything they can to create it so C.J. Stroud can take, hit the ground running. But it's a good challenge for, for Davis Mills to say, I got better players. Let me see if I can stave him off for a year or two, kind of like Jimmy was doing to, to, to Trey Lance, right? And then Trey hasn't been able to get on the field, and Jimmy's played good football, and then Brock Purdy. But I think they want C.J. Stroud to play, and it wouldn't hurt to have Davis Mills play and then be able to trade him for assets at some point and then get C.J. Stroud the job. I'm a Stroud fan, and I think he's a hell of a player. Uh, but Davis Mills, I'm anxious to see what he can do on a better roster. But you know how it goes, three picks in one game or two picks, and guess what? You go right to the number one pick and get started. So that'll be the pressure he's faced. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Listen, I think they did the, the I think they did a political move by making that that trade because uh, you know as I know, Will Will Anderson going at number two would have been fine and dandy. We know as football people, it's the better, safer pick. Yep. The fan base, the homers with goggles on that says Houston Texans, they want the sexy pick. They don't give a shit. They have no clue how an organization's ran and. I think ownership and the GM stepped up here for the first time in quite some time, and they made a move. Not only the sexy one for the fans, they also made the the best business decision for the organization and will. Yep. So they they won. Uh, uh, they had a great draft. I think Seahawks had the the greatest one. Uh, I love what Pete Carroll did. It continued to do. This is two years in a row that I think he's got some gems uh, that he stole, and I think the Texans got better. I think the Eagles. Uh, did a great, had a great draft, and I think uh, I think the well, Lions kind of yep. the boots on the running back. But and you know, and here's here's another thing, and I think Gibbs will end up being a player. But I get, I, I would have thought defense, but with the Texans, real quick, they finally, and I'll tell you, don't don't discount the the reason why they've gone more aggressive, and they almost feel like they're more fan friendly. Is D'Amico Ryan's has a lot to do with that. So keep an eye on this team. They're going to be, but they're not picking first next year. Make no mistake about it. They're better than that. Nah, that's good. I hope they're not getting another QB um, uh, next year. But, well, hey, we're going to get together this week, Sean. We're going to come up with a plan as when we're going to start full go. So we're going to get you, lead you right into the NFL season with NFL film, Chalk Talk Wars. We're going to go back and forth, have guests on. We're going to blow this up on Patreon. So make sure you guys subscribe today. Uh, we will be having some chalk talk stuff on there as well. We're going to break down the X's and O's for you all. So come on over to Patreon, become a member today, and uh, we'll be back next week. We'll come up with it. We'll announce it. And uh, Sean's going to go on over to the Houston Astros. Uh, what do you got, a podcast? Yeah, go to Relevant. It's the, it's the Relevant app. Go get this app, folks. It's phenomenal. JB, you might want to – let, let, me, let me type it in the, in the bottom here. R-E-L. Uh, hold on one second. R-E-L-E-V-N-T. No A at the end. So it's relevant. It's spelled that way on purpose. Go get, that, go get that app and go to the Astros Fanatics chat room at Pro Sports Fanatics. Pop on there and go join the chat. It'll be, we're doing an in-game like Manning cast type, of, you know, cast tonight with the Giants in town and me and my teammates. It's uh, three, it's all Stros with three bros just having fun. JB, the stuff we do, kind of like we did during the draft. But it's an app. You got it on your phone. It is going to be today's the debut, the debut part of the app for us. It's seven o'clock. We'll start it at central time, seven central. Get that app. Plus, when we're going to do the same, it's football, bat, it's pro sports fanatics relevance. The there it is, right on there. pro sports fanatics, right? Guys, go and get that. And it's going to be 
you'll have a lot walking down and be able to, like, if you have, we want fans in it. A lot of people push fans away. JB, you're receptive to fans. This app, because we got a lot of Astros fanatics, and they're gonna we're gonna build it in Los Angeles, in Philly, in Pittsburgh, all the baseball, all the football cities, and starting in Houston because they're the World Series champs, and it's gonna be a special. It is a it's gonna be a monster company, but this app's gonna be really, really good because it's fan friendly, easy to toggle through it and get in there. And it's like uh basically spaces on steroids. So pop on in and have a listen and have a look, and we'll get you in, and your voice will be heard. And it's just getting started tonight. It's our first broadcast. Go check it out. Relevant um, app. Download it today. Astros Fanatics Chat, 7 p.m. Central. Go check Sean out in there tonight. Tonight, right after this, um, Sean's going to head on over there. He does 26 shows a day. Let me ask you this as you get out of here. Does Relevant, do they have fat holes in it? Uh, and they got to eat too, JB. So there you go. We're going to let them eat. Gosh, damn. Um, hey, I had – here we got a guest here. One last thing. Boneless hot dog. You want to know, um, did you get these yesterday? Get what? These nuts. <laughs> oh, dude, you got me. Hey, when you said boneless hot dog and you said, did you get these, I thought you were going to put a graphic up of a hot dog. Hey, that's his fucking name. Look at this guy's name. That's his fucking name. Look at boneless hot dog. Bunless hot dog, G- DJ Khaled. Um, uh, dude, wait a second. You said that you get these, and I bought it. I'm a so wonky job right now. Got him. You got him because I'm thinking, oh, did I get a hot dog? What are you talking about? And you go, did you get these nuts? There you go. All right, we're tied one to one. Don't even think I didn't get you. One to one. Yes, sir. Stay tight. I, got, I crushed McC- Dude, I got McChesney twice. Get ready to go. I got McChesney twice on a D's nuts on the draft night. Oh man, Unbelievable. twice. Unbelievable. And Eric the Ranch. Hell uh, yeah. Where's right, Derek man. at? Derek quit. Uh, I'm, we'll be, I'm get, I got a bunch of new film, Sean. We're gonna break this thing down as we get in closer to the summer and the season, and uh, we'll start up and we'll get into this uh, college quarterback and uh, the eye in the sky don't lie. We're gonna start breaking down some high school kids and fucking poof. The Magic Dragon. So we can get into that. Uh, appreciate everybody, man. Pound that like button. Subscribe to Patreon. And uh, we will see you ASAP. Appreciate all you guys. Peace. Right. The last chance cube. Let's go. And I just cannot wait to bring over 60 years of knowledge and experience to not only the novice football fan, Sean, but to the veteran football coach as well. You love it, you better live it, drink it, eat it, smoke it, and then every now and again wake up with it laying next to you. The premier football coaching show on the internet. I've looked forward for the longest time to be with somebody whose energy and knowledge of football and teaching and no nonsense, but understands the old game, the in-between game, the new game, and combines them all. Last chance cue with the great legendary Sean Salisbury. <laughs>